Welcome to Business Done Differently, the podcast about challenging the status quo, creating fans first, and changing the game in business. I'm your host, Jesse Cole, and it's showtime. Hey guys, I am pumped to share with you today a virtual keynote that I just did to kick off the new year for a national mortgage company. This is the first keynote where I bring together all five E's to create an extraordinary customer experience and to create raving fans. I am bullish now more than ever on creating fans, and this talk lays out the blueprint on how to do it. Hope you enjoy. (laughs) Howard, thank you. So excited to be with you guys today. First, congratulations. It was about a month ago I spoke with Howard and Karen and learned a lot more about your company and what you guys are doing and who you are and what you stand for. Customers for life, caring for customers, wowing customers, and then being top place to work for back to back to back to back years. I think I got it right. You guys are already doing something very special. So if you can give a big air high five to one of your teammates right now or throw something in the comments, uh, I think celebration is definitely indeed a record year, but a record year because of who you are. And uh, I'm just excited to share a little bit of what we've learned that maybe can help have a record uh, 2021. And thanks for writing Air High Five. That works as well, uh, Jacques. That's awesome. So a little bit, let's talk a, a little bit why I'm so excited to be here because I think the greatest organizations and the greatest companies learn from outside of your industry. And for you to bring in a crazy guy in a yellow tuxedo to talk to a company that does home loans is a little wild. But it shows that obviously you care about learning, not necessarily what's the best practices in your industry, but focusing on what's the next practices in your industry. And I'll tell you, since we started, I've been learning from outside of the industry um, every step of the way. My two biggest mentors are P.T. Barnum and Walt Disney. And the reality is... Obviously, they deceased, They were dead many, many years before I ever got to meet them or connect with them. But I read every book on them. And in my office here, I have a custom poster of P.T. Barnum. And it says, showmanship, something terrible happens without promotion, nothing. And then I have a custom poster over here of Walt Disney. It says, vision, it's kind of fun to do the impossible. And I believe in standing out and being dramatically different. And as PT said, you know, no one ever made a difference by being like everyone else. So yes, I'm in a yellow tuxedo. And obviously, that's not for everyone. But I think it's the starting point and about being a little bit different. And so before we get focused on everything on you, I want to give a little bit of context to our story so you know a little bit where we're coming from. So I'm going to tell the banana story as fast as humanly possible so we can get focused on you guys. So here it is. When I was 23 years old, I joined the baseball industry. I actually joined a team in Gastonia, North Carolina as their GM. How do you get a job as a GM at 23? Well, it's the worst team in the entire country. There were only 200 fans coming to the games. There was only $268 in the bank account my first day. And we had three full-time employees and payroll was on Friday. It was brutal. I made 10 phone calls that first day to people in the community. Seven people, businesses, never heard of the team. Two people said never work with us. And I actually got hung up on by one person. It was the worst first day ever. And I realized, wow, we had a serious problem. And so I called the owner of the team. I said, what's going on? He goes, yeah, not many people are coming to the games. I go, yeah, it looks like it. Not many people like us. What are we going to do? And so I literally started meeting with people throughout the community. And they said, oh, we don't like baseball. It's boring. It's not fun. We're not interested in going to you guys. And I was like, well, we're in the wrong industry. So I called the owner and I said, you know, we shouldn't be in the baseball industry. We should be in the entertainment industry. And I think one question always to ask, what business are you in? But what business are you really in? You're not in the home loan business. You're in something much bigger than that. 
So I, I came up with the idea. I said, Ken, let's let's be a circus. Let's not a baseball team. And he said, well, what do you have in mind? I go, our players should do choreographed dances every single game. We should have grandma beauty pageants at our games. We should serve garbage can nachos that are heart-stoppingly delicious. I should get in the dunk tank, and it should be an absolute circus. And lo and behold, slowly but surely, fans started showing up, 200 to 600 to 1,000 to 1,200 to 2,000 to started selling out games. And I decided to take on a next big challenge, and it got even harder. In 2016, we took on a brand new team in Savannah, Georgia. Now, they had professional baseball there for 90 years. Babe Ruth played there. Hank Aaron played there. Lou Gehrig. But by five years ago, no one was coming to the games. The minor league team said they, they wanted to leave because there was no support. So we decided to come in here. And for you guys to know, we're not minor league. There is major league up here, triple A here, double A here, high A here, low A here, professional independent baseball here. Then there's top level college baseball here. And then there's us like right about here. We're college summer baseball, one of the lowest levels of baseball. So I don't know why we thought we could succeed, but we thought we could be different based on our fan experience. So we came in ready to take on the world. It was myself, our president, our four 22-year-olds, and we showed up and the former team had cut the phone lines. They cut the internet lines. They took everything out of the stadium. And we got a picnic table from outside in the park and started calling people in the community. But no one was taking our calls. We actually only sold two tickets in the first three months. And by doing the numbers, that doesn't work out well. It was actually a donation. The guy was like, here you go. We feel bad for you guys. And it got so bad that in January of 2016, just five years ago, I got a phone call on January 15th on a Friday at 445 that we had overdrafted our account and we were completely out of money. And I remember my amazing wife, Emily, turns to me and she goes, we have no other choice. We have to sell our house. And we sold our dream house, uh, emptied out our savings account, the little money that we had, put it into the team and went down to Savannah. We're sleeping on an airbed. And that's a whole bunch of other ridiculous stories, but sleeping on an airbed, trying to make ends meet. And so we knew we had to do something different to create attention. We had no other options. So we became the first team to name themselves after a fruit. We became the Savannah Bananas. But it wasn't just naming the team the Savannah Bananas. It was coming up with a senior citizen dance team called the Banana Nanas. It was having a mascot named Split. It was having a male cheerleading team called the Mananas. But now they're just referred to as the Dad Bod Cheerleading Squad. It was doing music videos with the players to Can't Stop the Peeling. We had all these ideas. But at first, people hated the name. They said the owner should be thrown out of town. You guys are an embarrassment to the city. You'll never sell a ticket. We were ridiculed, but we got the attention. We knew if we got the eyes and ears, we just needed, then we could get the hearts, just like what you guys have been able to do. And so finally, we got the hearts when they came out to the first game and they saw our senior citizen dance team and they saw how much emphasis we put on every touch point on the fan experience. And lo and behold, after that game, they started telling everyone. And since we've sold out every single game, we have a wait list for tickets and the thousands. And my wife and I are actually sleeping on a real bed. All right. That is our story in a nutshell. And how we were able to do it is by building a fans first experience. The name of our company is Fans First Entertainment. And everything we try to do is create that fans first moment. And even this past year with COVID, you know, we had to find a way. We had to get outrageously creative because we couldn't play with the same capacity. We couldn't do things that we wanted to do. And while you guys had a record year, we did not have a record revenue year. But as my accountant told me five, six days ago, he goes, Jesse, I don't know how you guys did it, but you might be the only sports team in the country that was profitable this past year. And he goes, it wasn't by a lot, but you found a way. And as you move into 2021, obviously the huge growth in refinances, Howard told me from 10% of your business to 40% of your business, you know, maybe people aren't going to be refinancing as much next year. It's going to be harder potentially next year. 
How are we going to make it happen? How are you going to find a way to do things that you haven't been done before? And I'll never forget in the second game of the season this year during COVID, there's smaller crowds. A gentleman came up to me with his wife and three kids. And he turned to me and said, man, thank you so much. This was so much fun. And I go, oh, great. Thanks a lot. He goes, no, you don't know what I'm talking about. I go, what do you mean? He goes, we drove 40 hours from Utah for this game. We're driving 40 hours back tomorrow. And this game was everything we could ask for. And I looked at that. I was like, wow, that's a huge responsibility we have for our experience. Go Utah. I see. (laughs) We have a huge responsibility for our fans to deliver that experience for someone driving 40 hours. For you guys, someone that you know, works their butt off to be able to get a house, you know, whether it's 40 days, four months, will they wait to be able to work with you? What does that look like? And so today I want to share some of the things I've learned on how to create an extraordinary experience and how to really create fans first moments that in 2021, your business can keep growing even as it gets harder. So my question, guys, are you guys ready for this? Give me a boo yeah in the comments. Give me a heck yeah. Give me a thumbs up. Give me something if you guys are ready to rock to learn the five E's, the five E's to create an extraordinary experience. F yeah. All right. Get into it. Wow. A lot of things. All right. The five E's to create an extraordinary experience that hopefully you guys can work and you're already building it right now. So let's keep building it into 2021. Here we go. The first E, if you're taking notes at home, eliminate friction. Walt Disney said, whenever I go on a ride, I always ask what's wrong with this thing and how can I improve it? And I think about what you guys are doing on your website, refreshingly simple. You're already looking at how do you make it an easier experience. But here's what I think about. When you look at friction, all right, there's two types of friction for your customers. There's macro friction and there's micro friction. And this book right here, I learned so much, the book Friction by Jeff Rosenblum. He talks about all the different levels of friction and how can you eliminate the friction in your experience? Well, you may already be doing it. Each one of you, how can you make that experience a little better by eliminating that friction? So for instance, in baseball, the industry, baseball to many is too long, too slow, too boring. And I'm sorry for the few baseball fans that may be on this call. That's what it is for most people. So that's a huge friction point. So we said, what can we do to actually make nonstop entertainment, promotions every single half inning, have our players doing dances, put uh, you know, fans or put our staff in the crowd, you know, creating more fun every step of the way. And yes, we did a lot of things that didn't work. All right. Flatulence fun night. All right. Where we actually gave away whoopee cushions at the gate and had a bean burrito in a contest that didn't work. Or salute to underwear night, where we actually gave away underwear and anyone who wore their underwear into the ballpark got a big free giveaway. It was the most unfamily friendly night I've ever seen. But we started looking at people were talking about that. They were talking about the reality of, hey, this isn't just a boring baseball game. That's the macro friction. They were talking about the fun. All right. The other macro friction in baseball and going to a sporting event is that you get nickel and dimed. How many times have you guys gone to a sporting event? I know not in the last year, but previously that you pay, you know, $5 for parking, you pay $7 for a burger, four bucks for a soda, 20 bucks for a ticket, and it keeps going, it keeps going. We said, that's a friction point. How do we eliminate it? So what do we do? We made all of our tickets all-inclusive. Every ticket includes all your burgers, your hot dogs, your chicken sandwiches, your soda, your water, your popcorn, and your dessert, everything for 18 total dollars. That is the macro friction. And I think when I just go through your website and see what you guys are doing, you are attacking the macro friction of working with the mortgage company. And I'll say, as we've been going through this process over the last few months, we have been hit with so much friction. We were supposed to close today, 
on a refinance. It didn't happen because they kept asking for things at the last point. And that might be macro friction or micro friction, but they just kept asking, kept asking. They weren't clear on what they needed well in advance. We could have got it to them, but they waited to the last minute. That was a friction point. And so when you look at right now to try to be better in 2021, look at the industry level as a whole, obviously, which you guys are winning. And then let's go into the micro friction. And the micro friction are those little pieces along the way to create an extraordinary experience. So for instance, what are your voicemails? What are your invoices? What's your email signature? How do you, all those little touch points, what are those friction points? For us, our voicemail, I think voicemails is a brutal friction point. How many times have you called someone or, or called and says, listen closely as our menu options have changed? I guess menu options are changing all over the country. They open with that and you have so many different pieces or so many different steps to get to the person that you want to talk to. That's a friction point. All right. Invoices, invoices or how they pay. I know for you guys, it's a little different throughout the wiring process. And I understand that. But even just the clarity of that, you know, for us, invoices, we thought was a friction point. Every pay point is a pain point, especially if people don't know the clarity, how much money is going to, you know, each branch and be very clear on that. For us, we changed our invoices. And this is one of our invoices. We said, let's make it a little bit more fun. Congrats. This is your day. The day you've been waiting for. Today is the day you get to pay. You may think you've had days like this, the day you bought your first house, the day you bought your first car, or maybe your first all-inclusive vacation, but nothing is quite like Bananas Payday. So pull out your money order, savings bond, Bitcoin, gold, cash, credit card, or check, and make that payment like we know you can. We believe in you. This is your moment. Now seize it. Your life will never be the same. Love, Jesse Cole. And so these are what our fans get when they have to pay for something. We thought, how can we eliminate the friction and make it a little bit more fun? And so the same thing, we kept going down and looking, what are all the friction points in a baseball type experience or working with us? And, you know, one of the friction points I believe is, you know, reading boring pregame announcements. It's like the terms and conditions. You know, no one's like, oh, I can't wait to see the terms and conditions. For us, it's the pregame, you know, it's the pregame uh, safety and, you know, no smoking and, you know, all those announcements. They're just boring. So we said, can we have someone singing? So we actually had an intern who could sing a little bit and she sang it to Ariana Grande. Smoking is prohibited outside Grayson Stadium. So please take it outside. There's a place in the front to smoke if you want. Thank you for all your cooperation. And people are like looking around like, what is going on? But it was looking at that friction point and eliminating it. So for you guys, what are all those little friction points? Is it the paperwork? Is it the process? Is it the clarity of knowing each step? Is it what happens at the end? You know, I challenge everyone to do a friction audit. We go through, and actually we are undercover fans. Every night at our stadium, someone goes undercover as a fan. I even take off the yellow tuxedo. I park with the fans. I walk in with the fans. I sit with the fans. I eat with the fans and I take notes. And over the last three years, we probably have 100 pages of notes of every single friction point in the experience. If you guys were go through the whole experience with Hamilton Home Loans with your company, would you notice any friction points? That's the first step to delivering an extraordinary customer experience is eliminating those. And so I've had so many of them. I mean, my bank, you know, literally, I don't want to give any names, but, you know, I was, I was calling my bank and let's call it Bank of Shamerica. And... I'm trying to talk to them. And all I want to do is a reception. All I want to do is talk to a receptionist. Please dial one for this. Leave your account a number for this. Please give your social security number for this. Please to give us your organ for this. It's crazy. It takes tons of time to get through to someone. That is, <laughs> Stacey, all right, I'm not, I'm not, I said Bank of Shamerica, not Bank of America, Bank of Shamerica, being clear here. But that's a friction point. 
So for you guys, how easy it is to get in touch with you. How easy is it for you to reply? Those little things are so, so important. The master of friction points was Blockbuster Video. They did macro friction and micro friction. Macro is an industry hole. They made it inconvenient. You had to drive there. You might show up in the movie you don't want. They don't have. Then you get home and then you actually have to, you know, you have to rewind or you get in trouble. They say, please rewind, be kind. And then you get penalized with late fees. They hit you on every single friction point. And Netflix said, no, we're just going to give it all to you. We're going to send it to you. Pay one fee. You get what you want. And it's easy. It's no wonder they dominate. So what are those friction points? So do that friction audit. And that is the first step to become an extraordinary uh, customer experience. Number two, and this is a fun one for me. Number two here, entertain always. And P.T. Barnum said that noblest art is that of making others happy. And I know you're probably thinking, well, what do you mean entertain? You know, we're doing mortgages. We're doing home loans. What, what, how does that fit? Well, the definition of entertain is to provide enjoyment and to provide amusement. Aren't we all in the entertainment business? What if the home loan process not only was refreshingly simple, but it was actually enjoyment. It brought us happiness. We told other people, man, this home loan, was, this was fun. This was great. They were perfect. And I'm sure they're already saying that because you're building customers for life. But how do you entertain every step of the way? And I'll share a little bit of our journey because maybe it can share how you can think about your journey the same way. And so we started challenges. We were terrible this at the beginning. But we said, all right, when someone goes to our website, and they buy tickets. What happens? And you guys know if you bought a ticket or before, the first thing that happens and you, you might get a payment confirmation. And it's very, very boring. So we said, let's make our payment confirmation more fun. So our payment confirmation, as soon as someone buys, they get a video sent to them. It's with me saying, congrats, you just made the best decision of your day. Right now, as your order came in, a high-priority siren went off in our stadium, and our Bananiacs rushed to our ticket laboratory to produce your tickets. And then a banana nana slowly walked in and hand-selected your tickets and placed them on a silk pillow. We raised the silk pillow up to the air and sang, Na Savania, to celebrate the birth of a new fan. And then we walked your tickets down to our vault, where they're in maximum security, ready for you to go bananas. People write back, like, what is going on over there? But that's the first response. So that we send that to them. And they're like, all right, this is going to be a different experience. That first time someone goes on your website and says they're ready to work with you or they want to look at a finance job or refinance, what happens? What's that first step? So after they do that, right after we send the video, they will get a thank you call. Everyone on our staff, we Excel sheets and we split them up every day and they make thank you calls, just thanking our fans to go bananas. Simple thing right now, mostly it's voicemails. Back in the day, five years ago, people answered their phones more. Now they don't answer them as much, but we leave a fun voicemail. That's the next step. And then our ticket experience coordinator thought, well, what about when they're driving to our ballpark? What if we sent them a playlist with music to listen to? You know, like Can't Stop the Peeling and some of our fun songs. So he sends them a playlist to music to listen to as they walk to, as they come to the ballpark. And then when they're coming to our parking lot, the first thing they see is penguins. Not real penguins, as you know, in Florida and throughout the warm climates, that won't work. But we have parking penguins. We dress our interns as penguins and they park the cars. Does it make any sense for a penguin to be parking your car like this? No, but we thought it'd be funny. And our fans laugh as they get parked by penguins. And now they pass out freezy pops to the kids and say, stay cool today. After they pass the penguins, they'll see our pep band, our 20-piece pep band playing music. They'll see our players at the gate signing autographs, taking pictures. Then they'll see our banana ticket takers in full banana costumes that are ripping your formerly banana-shaped tickets that are scratch and sniff and smell like bananas. We even hired two years ago a professional high-fiver. 
And I'll tell you, it was hard to find. We put an ad out, say professional AR fiber. No one, we couldn't get anyone to want the job till two days before opening night, 2019, a six-year-old and his mom walks into the office and the six-year-old just goes around and starts high-fiving every single person on our staff. I said, kid, you got the job. He showed up that first night. We got him a jersey. It said, hi. It said the number five. And I said, Colton, we need you to high-five 1,500 to 2,000 fans a game. He goes, I'm on it. Got his little clicker and he started high-fiving people. And we actually probably broke every child labor law there is. And we actually paid him. But he stayed with us and he loves it. Of course, his mother loves it. He loves it. And even this past year, he came to me, he goes, Jesse, with COVID, how are we going to do this? And I go, I don't know. What do you think? He's like, can I be the air high fiver? So that's why I mentioned the air high five in the beginning, because he actually went around the stadium giving air high fives and we still paid him. Maybe not the best way of using money, but we're so invested in the experience in those touch points. And so when you're thinking to your journey right now of the customer working with you, that's even before they get into the stadium. Before they even actually start really working with you, what's happening? How are you entertaining always? And in every single you know, company, there's these little transitions that are often forgotten. You know, At retail stores, there's closets that are forgotten or side walls that are forgotten. For us, you would describe our bathrooms. We have 1926 bathrooms. They're in old, old bathrooms. We used to have those horse troughs in the men's bathroom, which are the grossest thing in the world. But we said, all right, let's get rid of those, but can we make it more fun? And so our biggest rival is the Macon Bacon. That's an actual real team, the Macon Bacon. So what do we do? We decided to actually get Macon Bacon urinal cakes. So our fans are peeing on our rival every single game. Compliment it this year. We decided to add Macon Bacon toilet paper. Talk a little bit about number two because we're number one. They're number two. We got a little ridiculous, but that's even in the bathrooms. What are those parts of your journey, your fan journey, customer journey that maybe are forgotten a little bit? that are just in the weeds, that are just not the end process, that are in the middle, that people aren't really thinking about, that you can add a nice moment to entertain, to have fun. And then one of the best things they've seen, when something goes wrong, and you guys, I know in my mortgage experience, things go wrong every time. I don't know what it is being self-employed. It's probably a challenge figuring out all the numbers, but it's always last minute. Things go wrong. Things go wrong. When something goes wrong, it's an opportunity to create a fan for life, to embrace it. In baseball games, rain is the worst. When it's pouring rain and everyone's getting soaking wet, that's the worst. But we take that as an opportunity to say, all right, here's an opportunity to create some fans for life. And we have a whole script of different promotions we do in the crowd and keep the entertainment going, where fans have even said that, that was the most fun I've had at a baseball game, and we didn't even throw a pitch. But one of the biggest things is what we do is after the game, when people are leaving, if it's pouring rain, they don't, we don't even play, we line up our whole staff including our players, and we walk people to their cars. And I'll never forget, two years ago, we had an intern, and her name was Laura. <laughs> I guess her name's still Laura. And she literally was walking this gentleman to his car, this old gentleman I watched walk into his car. And she was gone for 30 minutes. And I said, where's Laura? Where is she? And we started to go look for her, and she came back soaking wet. And we said, where were you? She goes, well, I walked to that gentleman home. I go, you walked him home? She goes, yeah, he said he was just down the road, but it was about over a mile. I walked him to his doorstep. And I go, wow. And she goes, fans first, right? As an intern, just a couple of weeks with us, she understood what it mattered. And that fan became a fan for life because someone was willing to walk him a mile in the rain. How are you guys able to take that extra step when something goes wrong that might not be the most profitable thing for the company, but might be the best thing to create a customer for life that raves about you? Those are the opportunities we look for. So when entertain always, ask those questions. Some of the best advice I ever received was listen carefully, respond creatively. It was the CEO of Magic Castle Hotel, the number two rated hotel in all of Hollywood, LA. And it's an old 
yellow, which I like, apartment building. He said, we teach our people to listen carefully, respond creatively at every opportunity. He said, if someone says that they're coming here for a certain reason to Hollywood, we will go out and find a different example of that and surprise them. For instance, once someone family said that they were coming to see Marilyn Monroe at the Wax Museum and see Marilyn Monroe's star. So the receptionist literally went, got a Marilyn Monroe poster, brought it into their hotel room when they were out visiting and signed it. Thanks for coming to see me. Love, Marilyn. To me, that's the creepiest thing I've ever heard of. But the guests absolutely loved it. And he said, listen carefully, respond creatively. During COVID, one of our uh, members, one of our fans said on Facebook, man, what I would do for Oreo cookies and milk right now. Our ticket experience coordinator saw it, literally went to the grocery store, got Oreo cookies and milk, put it in her mailbox, sent her a message and said, check your mailbox. And she saw the Oreo cookies and milk and went on social media and started raving about it. You don't have to do it for everybody. Do for one what you wish you could do for many. And that's what we try to teach. So entertain always is the second E. Third E, we're going to keep rolling here. Experiment constantly. Walt Disney said the way we begin doing is we stop talking, we start doing. So what are we doing to start doing? How are we experimenting this year? In 2021, there's probably a bigger opportunity for you guys to experiment more than ever. This past year, as Howard shared, you had so many people looking to refinance, so many people that were wanting loans that you were probably just running from each one to each one to each one to each one. Well, if that slows down, how can we look at more ways to experiment to help generate even more customers for life? Jeff Bezos said, our success is a direct function of how many experiments we do per year, per month, per week, per day. So how many experiments can you guys do in 2021 to create a better experience for your clients? What do those experiences look like? What do those experiments look like? And I'll tell you, most experiments don't work well at first, and that's okay. How can you get through them? And so, for instance, for us, we tried probably 10 different big experiments this past summer because there were no rules. No other teams were really playing. We tried a lot of things. And I want to read you some actually real reviews of some of our experiments. So we decided on February 25th, 2020, this past year, to actually become the first ever ad-free stadium in the world. So we decided, let's throw away hundreds of thousands of dollars right before a pandemic that was about to come. What a brilliant business move. But we believed it wasn't fans first. So we did this, we did this experiment. We got rid of all of our ads at our stadium. And one comment when we announced it, I don't understand this decision at all. I don't know a single fan who would be turned off by local ads around a ballpark. Watch now as ticket prices will go up to make up for lost revenue. Doesn't seem fans first to me. Oh, that was a dagger. All right. Another experiment we did was we decided to change the game of baseball and play some games where it's only two hours long with, uh, you know, fans not stepping out of the batter's box, uh, no bunting. We literally made up all these rules. Even if a fan catches a foul ball, it's an out. We made up all these rules, two hour timelet, tons of fun. And one fan wrote, banana ball is an absolute joke. I come to see baseball. This is not baseball. This is fake baseball. He's probably right. We even then did an experiment to actually show the games on streaming, but have drones going during games and mic up players and actually let our fans determine who was going to pitch during a game, which turned out to be a terrible mistake because the first time our fans picked a pitcher, he let up six runs and we lost the game. So that was a mistake. But here's a review from the insiders. $5 a month. What an absolute waste of money. Might as well just light my money on fire. $5 a month. I was like, this is a great deal. Light your money on fire. What an interesting review. And then we actually did tried new things with our food. And we did, uh, this was a review 
of our chicken sandwich. And it said, all you can eat tickets aren't great when the food isn't edible. That was a grilled chicken sandwich that got overcooked. We had to change the way we were doing things. And so we did all of these experiments. We even played a game in November and we got some tough reviews. But what happened is we learned so much from those experiments to deliver a better experience. And what happened is our fans knew, our customers for life, as you guys are generating, they know that we're constantly trying to create a better experience. And what happened on all those reviews, we weren't the first one to comment back on social media. It was our fans. Our fans were defending us. They were fighting for us. They were literally saying, hey, no, but they did this, this, and this. And all those were the best things that we could do. We learned from them. And so when I challenge you into 2021, even your salesperson, you're handling directly with the clients. What's something new that you can try part of your experience? Something just new, maybe to show how much you care for your customers. Something new to show, hey, this could be a faster and better and easier, refreshingly simple experience. Those are the experiments that really work and make a difference and make an impact. And I'll tell you, we do a lot of crazy things. You're listening to a guy in a yellow tuxedo that obviously loves to have fun. I'm a guy that you know gives away porta johns at our games and gives away colon cleansings and our team plays in kilts. But I'll tell you probably the biggest impact of something that I was able to do was so simple. And it's an experiment that I challenge all of you to do. And I'm sure many of you are already doing it. But if you're not, the thank you experiment that we, I started in 2016 was the best experiment I ever did. And it's simple. I printed out a thousand thank you letters and... I started writing a thank you letter a day. I said, I'm going to write one a day. That's all I'm going to do. And I wrote to my old English teacher in high school. I wrote to authors, entrepreneurs. I wrote to fans. I wrote to anybody that made an impact on my life. And today, looking back, it's probably the most selfish thing I did because it brought so much gratitude and so much happiness to my life because I was writing them. And what if we wrote a thank you letter every single day, not just to the clients you're working with right now or just finished their loan? What about other ones for a while that you're thinking about them? How can you continue to tell them that they matter? And so that thank you experiment was a big one. And you know, I'll tell you, it can be as simple as even if not even a letter, just doing a video to one of your clients or one of your referral partners, uh, one of the realtors that's giving you so much business. Hey, man, thinking about you, 2020 was an amazing year and I owe a lot to you. Thank you so much for telling us, telling your clients about us and helping build relationships. It means the world. That simple video is better than any text, better than any email, and a letter is better than all of that combined. And I know you probably do it, but that's an experiment that I think is so worth it and has made a huge impact in my life. Now, everyone on our team, they write thank you letters daily. Whenever I'm going through the office, I see a stack every single day. It's been huge. All right. So that's a 30 experiment constantly. The fourth one, engage deeply. Engage deeply. We say at our staff, moments matter meaning. Nothing matters more than making people feel like they matter. And we just talked about this with the thank you letter, but it's so easy to talk about sales. Two billion in funding, what you guys did is unbelievable. It's a great metric. But what other metrics can we look at as far as how much are we reaching out to our people to connect with them? How much are we reaching out without asking for anything in return? And you know, we said we did a goal two years ago to start engaging more deeply with our fans. We said, let's focus on love more than like. Love is better than like. If we have 100 people that absolutely love us versus 1,000 people that kind of like us, go for the love. And so a member of our team, Matt, said, you know what? I'm just going to have lunch with one of our fans every single Friday. People that I don't know even, just fans. I'm going to reach out and have lunch. He started doing it for over a year. 
up until COVID. And it was a, well played by him because he actually uh, got the team to pay for all these lunches. So he was just getting a free lunch on Friday. But he came back every Friday blown away by the relationships that he was building. He made it a goal just to ask about them. Not want anything in return. He was able to engage. And so when we hit COVID, we said, how do we continue this? How do we get people to know us? And how do we get to know our people and our fans? And so we did some crazy things. We wanted to take people into our homes. So we actually got to our homes and we started doing music videos to the Dancing With Myself by Billy Idol. If you guys remember that 1980s song, really not a good song, but we thought it was fitting. And so we actually, everyone on our staff did a video at home. I grabbed a plunger and was actually air guitaring, which is probably not sanitary and really actually pretty gross. But we showed all of our people being real and having fun. And it got thousands of views. And we even did cooking with the bananas where we actually took people in our home and we actually had our staff cook live on Facebook. And our staff cannot cook. They're really not that great at that. But we got to get to know them at a different level. And this brought so much engagement. It was like, oh, you know, I didn't know you like sweet potatoes. Oh, you're a grill master, Barry. And it just started creating that more engagement because people got to know who we are. And so we questioned, what if we take a peek into your homes? And so we asked all our fans, hey, guys, do you want to be in a music video for us? And we have a famous song at our ballpark called Hey Baby that everybody does as in our stadium. And we asked everyone to submit videos. We had hundreds of fans submit videos of them in doing Hey Baby at their houses, in their backyards. And we shared that with everyone. It was like, you know, now we're starting to build more of a relationship that it's not just, hey, you come to our game, you pay us money and you leave. We're engaging deeply on a year-round basis. And that was a game changer for us. So, you know, for you guys, when you think about it, and I've gone through the home loan process, geez, five or six times now. And, you know, I've always felt just like paperwork, you know, to them. There's no real, I don't really feel like there's a face, you know, there's a face behind the paperwork. And so what could it look like for you guys to start creating that and building that engagement relationship where they're interacting on a, on a regular basis? I mean, for instance, I've got some gifts from you know, realtors, but I've never got a thank you card or anything from the person I did the loan with. And you know, a realtor can help you find a home, but you guys are making the biggest difference of anybody. You are making the biggest impact because they can't get a home without you. And so I think you understand the value, but what do your customers understand how much they matter to you? And I think as you're doing hundreds and hundreds and two, two billion in funding, you know, how do all those people not just become an asterisk in the $2 billion in funding? How do they become something more? So to answer your question, yes, engage deeply. So far, we have eliminate friction, entertain always, experiment constantly, and engage deeply. And I'm excited to share the last E, and this has made a big impact and I think can help you guys directly, and it's empower action. How can you empower action? And I've talked about Walt Disney today. I've talked about P.T. Barnum. But my biggest hero, my biggest role model is my dad. And my parents were divorced when I was a kid, uh, young. I was an only child. My mother had a drug problem. And my father worked really hard to take care of me and give love in every way. And he actually bought a baseball facility so I could play baseball. And I remember vividly every time I would come to hit, whether it was in the batting cage or whether it was going up to bat in the game, my dad would say, swing hard in case you hit it. And I would put that on a shirt right now. Swing hard in case you hit it. And I think that's a mindset that we all can take is what are we doing to, to go all in and to swing hard? And, you know, the first step is often just coming to bat. I don't know if anybody here, I saw one baseball comment. Is anybody here? Baseball statistic, I'll give to you. What major league player has more hits than any player that ever played the game? Does anyone know? 
who has more hits in Major League Baseball history than any other hitter ever to play the game. Not Barry Bonds, more hits than anybody. Pete Rose, Pete Rose, Pete Rose is the answer. Pete Rose, 4,192 hits. Pete Rose. He also has 14,000 at-bats. He has 2,000 more at-bats than anybody that ever played the game. He just came to bat more than everyone else. How are we coming to bat more in 2021? If we want to get more hits, you just got to try more, more at-bats. It's a simple concept. But I'll ask another statistic for you guys. Which major league hitter struck out more than anyone else? Which, which major league hitter has actually failed more than anyone else? Babe Ruth is always the number one guess. It's not Babe Ruth. Stuart Seeger. That's probably a joke because I don't know him. Barry Bonds, he struck out a lot, but it wasn't him. Which player struck out more than anyone else? Ooh, Dave Kingman. Some good names coming out. All right, there we go. Brian Hackman, you're the winner. Brian Hackman. Reggie Jackson. Now, we don't know the player who struck out more than anyone else because we know him for three home runs and game six of the 1977 World Series to propel the Yankees to a World Series championship. We know him as Mr. October. We don't remember the failures. We remember the hits. We remember the home runs. And so this has stayed with me for so many, for so many years since my dad and since learning more about these players that have had great careers. What does it take to come to bat, to do more, to take your swings and swing hard? And so as I thought of that mindset, I said, you know what, I want to think more about our team and, and how is our team doing that? And we had one intern who's now our vice president that showed me this as a 22-year-old more than anyone. And it's an emotional story, but I was blown away by the action that he took. He came to bat and made a difference. And it was our first season. I'll never forget it. We were calling, making our thank you calls. And one family uh, bought eight tickets. And he couldn't get in touch with the mother who bought the tickets. So he finally got in touch with the father. And the father said, I'm so sorry. We're not going to be able to make the game. He goes, you know, we have seven kids. My wife bought these tickets for our seven kids. And she just tragically died. And Barry, as a 22-year-old, came right into my office and he said, Jesse, he goes, what do we do? And I go, well, what do you think, Barry? And he goes, well, I'd like to try to get them out and deliver a great experience and do something special. He goes, with what they went through. I go, all right, I believe in you. You know, do something that you think is fans first and something that you believe is special. And I didn't know what he was going to do, but I remember at the game when they showed up, Barry had the front row of seats reserved for the seven kids and the father. And as the father showed up, he presented the dad with the jersey with his wife's name on it and the amount of years that they were married. Then he had the whole team come up to the front row of seats and he actually had them all bring balls and bats and sign them, but not just sign them and leave. The players hung out with him about 30 minutes before the game, just talking with the kids. And you could see the kids laughing and having the time of their life. The family stayed the entire game, which never happens in a baseball game. Most people leave early. They stayed for the entire game. And the father grabbed Barry at the end of the game and said, that was the last gift the mother ever gave the kids. I couldn't imagine a better gift. And that stays with me because yes, Barry has become our vice president and has led our team um, for coming from just an intern, but that family has stayed uh, fans for life because of just one moment of, you know, thinking about how do you make an impact for them and that empowering action to do something he didn't know. We've never done a jersey like that. With a, That was different. He thought of something different to make an impact because he knew what was guiding him was fans first. And so I challenge you in 2021 
you know, how can you do something like that to make an impact? I know you're already doing your customers for life. You're creating wow moments. You're doing that on a regular basis. But what if next year, you know, while we mentioned achieving 3 billion in funding, but maybe it's 300 or 3000 people that we made a huge impact with, not just with their homes, but those other special moments that they'll never forget. The last game of the year this past year during COVID, which we played with no positive cases. Let me say that we were very safe. A season ticket holder came up to me, the tear coming down his face, a big guy. And he said, uh, thank you guys. You guys saved my life. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, I was in a really dark place in March and April, a very dark place. And then when I found out you guys were going to play, I said, I want to come out. And I came out to a game to see people and be able to escape and have fun and have something to look forward to every couple of days. You guys saved my life. And I walked away with that and told our team, I go, we're just a baseball team just a crazy guy in a yellow tuxedo having fun. But what we do matters. And for you guys, there's very few occupations and very few businesses that provide homes for people. And I know you talk about this on a regular basis, but it is such an impact that you're making. It is huge. And that is what I believe it's talked about. That's the story that we're building. And then all of a sudden, you'll never have to market again because people are talking about the impact you're making in their life. And that's what's exciting for me. And so, you know, uh, the brilliant philosopher, uh, Will Farrell once said, keep throwing darts at the dartboard. You'll eventually hit the bullseye. And so what I challenge you is we've got eliminate friction, entertain always, experiment constantly, engage deeply, empower action. Maybe choose one. Choose one of those to focus on this year, to make that impact, to make a difference, and to have some fun. And as my biggest mentor, Walt Disney, said, all of our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. So, guys, game on for Hamilton Home Loans. I hope you absolutely kill it in 2021. I know you are. And uh, I'm excited to answer some Q&A. But thank you guys so much for letting me be with you today. Thank you for listening to Business Done Differently, where we believe that challenging the status quo, creating fans first, and changing the game is the best way to grow your business. For more information about the guest and topics covered in this episode, visit findyouryellowtux.com or shoot me a note at jesse at findyouryellowtux.com. Until next time, stop standing still, start standing out.